0: Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorce mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Are you trying to sort out your child custody arrangements or parenting plans, but you're not sure what you're supposed to do when you have a young baby or a toddler? Well, this episode is perfect for you. Today, mum and I are going to be talking about the child custody arrangements and the court's general opinion Mm. of how to look after children under three, under three, yeah. Welcome back, Mum. <laughs> Hello, Laura. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So we've covered uh, custody arrangements and custody myths and all of that uh, before, yeah. and alienation. And you can go and check out all those episodes or the twelve important steps of creating a parenting plan, the twelve it's, agreements, the twelve yep. agreements. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes there's a little bit of an issue with the younger children because yeah. if anyone's had kids, babies and little lilies, you know, they, they need, they have different needs. So mm-hmm. I thought we might quickly just touch on the basic custody rules yeah, and then we're going to discuss the differences for under three okay. and why and then we're going to be talking about stepped orders. Okay,
1: good. Sounds All right, great. So, Mum, tell us the basic rules of custody for children. Okay. So if anyone wants to look them up, it's in Section 60 of the Family Law Act mm-hmm. and the basic, uh, say, um, objects of that section of the Act uh that came in in about 2006 were that children have the right to be loved and cared for by both parents and that um they're therefore they should spend significant time with each parent and and uh, generally that is um probably 50 50 time that's mm-hmm. the feeling where it's in the child's best interest but if there is domestic violence or family violence, then the court, and, and that that's finely balanced with their need to know the other parent, the court is to lean on the side of protecting the child from the family violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the basic rule of it. Uh, most uh, families, the courts will award um, equal shared parental responsibility for the kids so that you co-parent mm-hmm. um, the children moving forward. And if you've got equal shared parental responsibility, um, then the court must, not not can, must consider whether an equal shared time arrangement is appropriate for the children. And that can look different ways. That can be three days one week, um, four days the next or week about or whatever then but only if that's in the best interests of the children and then it had there's various other steps where if that's not appropriate then They've still got to do substantially a significant time. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And if that's not appropriate, then make an order that's in the best interest of the kids.
0: Okay, so I'm getting the vibe, which, thank goodness, it is always in the best
1: interest of the children. Oh, absolutely.
0: Parents be damned.
1: <laughs> well, it's not about the parents. Yeah. The court's remit is to put the ch- best interests of the children are paramount. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes if they think the parents are so entrenched in their conflict that they can't do that mm. that they will appoint an independent children's lawyer to represent the interests of the kids
0: okay and that is an episode we are going to do in the future yes on indeterm- okay. independent children's lawyer. so so the basic custody rules is it's the best interest of the children and the children have the right to see both parents yep. as long as there's no domestic violence that can really and even in dv situations there seems to still be custody arrangements in... it's a balance isn't it yeah so uh okay so that's that's the basic for children and in your opinion generally most people you
1: see go through court, it ends up being 50-50, right? Well, it certainly has changed. Since the Act came in, yeah. uh, the court used to think you had to be 50-50 so they almost like there'd be no more custody fights ever again. Mm. Uh, but they've become, uh, since the High Court case, um, MRR and CR, MRR and can't remember the last one, but Rose's case anyway. The court said, no, no, you silly billies. The High Court said, we didn't mean it has to be 50-50. We mean you have to think about equal shared parental responsibility, but only if it's in the child's best interest do you do 50-50 and is it it reasonable and practical? Mm. So in that case there was a mother who moved from Mount Isa back to Sydney with the kids and the court ordered a 50-50 shared care arrangements, just had to go back to Mount Isa and live in a caravan mm. while the kids went from house to house. Okay,
0: so that's not practical or reasonable.
1: Not, no, so they oh. don't do that anymore. So, so that. But I have definitely noticed that, that the... Parents are spending more or less equal time with mm-hmm. the kids, having more or less equal responsibilities so mm-hmm. that you're not just got a weekend Macca's mum or dad. Yeah.
0: So the child custody yeah. myths of the mum getting the kids and the, that dad only being every second weekend is kind of a... That's gone a,
1: now. It's gone. You know, in 1986 that was called around. the usual orders. Half yeah. school holidays, every second weekend. Yeah. And really they were kind of Macca's dads Mm, um, mm. and the kids never got to do their homework at the other house so the court's trying to put significant time so they're saying the children should always have some weekend time with each parent Mm. and some weekday time Mm. yeah
0: and I guess that's hard for a parent to be having to say okay goodbye kids I'm only going to ever see you for half your life and I guess that is hard but it's for the best of the children Yeah. but then it comes to the differences for under three and why so Mm. I mean, we've all, if, you, if you're listening to this, you've probably had a baby. You probably understand there is a difference. So, what are the differences in the court's opinion?
1: Hmm. Okay, so it comes down to a child's mental health, a baby's mental health. So, when they're born, they, they need to know the world's a safe place. Mm-hmm. And as a psychologist explained it to me once, that the world is full of two sorts of people mm-hmm. there's mummy. Mm-hmm. And not mummy. Mm. And dad is the chief, not mummy. Right. Um, But for a little kid... They do not bond equally with both parents. I'm sorry if anyone's not wanting to hear this. Is that the court's opinion? No, this has been a number of studies over many years. Okay, but is that what the court attachment takes? As well, the court has to because well, we don't know. Okay, so it's to... called attachment theory. Attachment theory. So okay. children under three, the most important thing to their mental health and their ongoing development in mental health mm. is that secure attachment to their primary carer who is almost always the mum. Mm-hmm. Um, that attachment must not be interfered with. So when a little kid wakes up in the night that child expects that face to come and get them, yeah. you know, and uh, that child needs that predictive routine. And if they're moved from their home, they at least need to have that main parent there all of the time. Right. And this really drives the men's rights group crazy. Mm, because they've started another thing that's changed, Laura, is mm. that men nearly always go into the labour ward now, whereas yeah. uh, when um, in the 60s, the men would pace the waiting room and then mum would have her makeup put on, the baby bundled up and presented to dad. Mm. There wasn't that deep emotional involvement that you get from being present at the birth. So dads are present at the birth and there is a close bond and they are doing much more of their weight, pulling mm. much more of their weight. They'll change nappies, which used to be unheard of.
0: Yeah, and they'll do the nighttime time. they do the nighttime shift. shifts and yeah. things, but at the
1: everyone and I know who's ever of had a baby that are, do all Wonderful. the hard work that's right but there comes a crunch time when a little kid is distraught or upset that there is one person that is the one person mm. that they want and it's usually mum mm. so the court will have a look at that attachment mm. um, if a person's breastfed a baby that's the that's usually that primary bond mm. so what the court says is look Sorry about parents, but nuts to you guys. This is about this child's welfare Mm -hmm. and we say this child shouldn't spend overnights until she or he is three. Oh, okay. And that's what. So it's been... not.
0: It's not in the legislation. Nope. It's just child's best interest. Best interest. And so the current research is yes, that it's... the baby or the
1: under the, three, the best interests of that child needs are served be... by being primarily with their primary parent. And if if they've been breastfed, or particularly, it's... particularly, well, that probably points more directly to the mother being. I think mostly it's the mother. Yeah. Um. They, you could have some very inept father mothers, mm. um, and that. Having delivered the child, they don't form that bond, and then it's the other. Then it person. could be the other parent, mm. but you would need specific evidence about that. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: and, and what about in um, lesbian
1: couples? Mm. Is it the the usually, there's usually the one, one, that one gave... parent? Yeah, okay. there's usually one parent who is the primary mm. one. Yes, I remember one case uh, where the couple had a uh, lesbian couple had separated mm. under one roof. And the question... We've done an episode on that too. If you (laughs) want to,
0: if you separate out under one
1: roof, check that out. And this baby was under three. Mm. And uh, the question obviously was to whom is this child primarily bonded? Both parents said it was them. Yeah. But the question that I asked was when you did split up, where did you put the baby's cot? In whose bedroom did the baby's cot go? Yes. And the judge saw that as determinative... Well, how do they prove who the baby's bonded to? Well, they'll have to interview them. The baby? Well, they observe the baby okay. with the parents, right? So okay. family reports. Oh, so like whenever. a
0: baby, like if it cries, 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 and there's only one person that can kind of settle it. yeah Jeez, yes. that's hard. It is hard. Darling. That would break my. So, so what happens to the other person then? So, so obviously there's the one that the baby's primarily looking mm. for. So the baby spends all nights with that person. Pretty well. When yeah. does the other
1: parent get to see the baby uh, during the daytime and and frequently? So children under three. So. Sometimes it's too long to go a week without seeing the other parent, so they say frequent, uh, short visits with the other parent. And I, I, my heart breaks for those usually the fathers who aren't mm. seeing their kids much. Yeah, they're seeing them often, but they're not having their baths or giving them dinner. Um, we try to fit some of that time in, mm. and you present the child back bathed and fed. But that's but a good the idea. Consistency for the little one. Um, but yeah, you just you just have to think about the child it's not about you, it's not about dad it's not about mom absolutely
0: and that is really hard so okay so that's the that's the primary difference is it? mm. it's not 50-50 considered it's pretty much one parent at night time and then frequent visits mm. for the other parent yes and okay
1: and and the point uh, that i've been have to say to my clients and i heard a judge say it not long ago yeah is that you don't have to have a child sleeping in your house to bond with the child. Mm-hmm. Just think about the lovely bond that those toddlers have with their grandparents. That's who true. Who they may only see once a week or that's two. That's true. So it's or their not, aunties,
0: uncles.
1: Yeah. So, so you have to be careful that your you or your client um, isn't thinking, well, that's not fair mm. because that's not the point. That's <laughs> not the point.
0: Okay, yeah. and, and it isn't forever. No. When does it usually change? Because we talked about step yeah. orders. So, so, so how, what does that, is that the Usually changing? about
1: three years old because okay. all of the research says that the parent, the child is usually securely attached then um, to one parent and has had all their needs met. Now they're ready to face the world. And if mm-hmm. you think that a child never gets out of that one-on-one attachment, mm-hmm. just look at a 13-year-old or 14-year-old. I mean, they're just busting to be open to the rest of the world it's separate. just that few years for their own mental health mm. that we need to protect them from it from the separation because it's confusing and they can't process it mm. you know but then yesterday mummy was here today mummy's not here and i'm upset what's happened this world's yeah. not safe where's mummy yeah, yeah. I, get,
0: I get i can see that so so once they hit three mm. and they're you know they're talking words they're kind yeah, of they're going today a bit yep. so so how how do they not hurt their mental health and going from Um, all time to some time well
1: of course the first three years is phenomenal development for a baby their brain size grows the stuff they learn that's why we nurture that three years after that um it's set their their you know their um mental health and and their development is slows right down Mm. so then but that's not to say that you instantly go to week about yeah, yeah that would be a shock for a little child but yes. you can apply the same sorts of considerations and you that you can apply for a five-year-old a six-year-old a seven-year-old eight-year-old. Mm. so generally um whilst a loving parent who has learned listened to their lawyer and looked at the research says the last thing i want is to disturb my child's mental health and, right. and predict and, and damage their future prospects for a happy life and relationships by just insisting on my rights this first three years. So mm. I'll leave that, mm-hmm. but we'll say, um, but I want to finalise all this. I'm sick of going through court. So let's say, A, that the child will spend, um, you know, three times a week with the father or the mother, whoever it is, it's not, for two hours and whatever. Um, but when then you have B, Upon the t- child turning three, mm-hmm. you might say that she could have or he could have one overnight a week with right. the father um, and cut out some of the other more frequent visits. Mm-hmm. Um, and So then, swap a two-hour day visit for a one-night. Overnight, yeah. yeah. So maybe every second week and overnight and just see how they go. Mm-hmm. And the studies say that if, at this early stage it's ideal if the parents will agree that, look, if, if this little kid, freaks out and is unconsolable, I'll ring you up, I'll bring him home or I'll bring him back to you or you come over. Um, Very few people are able to do that because yeah. of their distrust and and dislike and also of the other
0: it would hurt your pride it does to think that your baby does your three or four year old doesn't want to be with you well, so you think you might want to try other yeah things. and it's not the first
1: whimper yeah it's not that like it's a full pure meltdown it, it's a pure meltdown and nothing works not yeah. even putting him in the car and driving them around the block yeah <laughs> giving him yeah. a chocolate biscuit yeah i don't know yeah but but you know at a point where a right-minded parent would go, "Geez, I better get someone in who can calm him down." Yeah. Or oh, I guess a
0: point where a grandparent would ring the parents to yes. come back from a
1: do you know what date? Because they're, they're come back. Yeah, come back. <laughs> the baby's not coping. I know you've only got to the end of the driveway, but yeah. come right back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so that there's this kind of leading in that's what stepdaughters are a little bit more slightly changed and then maybe when they're four Mm. it could be like every second weekend for two nights and maybe a night on the off week Mm. and then when they start school you might not want to make the change at the beginning of the school year so they don't have too many changes at once Mm. I see beautiful examples of people who really can't stand each other but are so focused on the children that negotiating these sort of orders um, is a dream once they get the hang of it oh mm. we don't want to do that To you know I know you know we agreed he should probably come to me from there but let's wait until a couple of months after he settled into school yes and, yes and then that's gradually that co-parenting relationship Which and then fantastic. ultimately people do get into the week about or you've got FIFO workers, you Mm. might have someone who's having two weeks out of every six. And the kids these days, they're Mm. not the only ones at their school. Mm. And because both households now stock everything pretty well, um, they're not lugging their clothes to school and to the other house. So um, in any given the divorce rate, I think it's become more normal at schools for children to be picked up by a different person th- yep. to the one that dropped them yep. off, yep. and so they're not stigmatised anymore. No. They're able to have that time with that parent.
0: So basically you know, the first three years of their life to protect their growth, their mental well-being, and potential therapy sessions when they're 40, <laughs> yes. um, you know, that they, 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 the court is obviously using the research to try and protect that Preserve stage. Yep. Um, and then for moving forwards, slowly easing into yep. it. I guess like you would ease into a job really, like you would get, you know, you'd go, you'd be allowed mm. to do this bit for a little bit and then like
1: I guess. Or if you're letting them, like you said, I love that analogy of letting them to go to your grandparents. They might not. Spend a whole night at their grandparents um, for a while, and then when they do, it's just one to see how yeah. they go, and yeah. then maybe a couple yeah. more. So it's just sensible parenting. Yes.
0: Now, I get that it's sensible parenting, <laughs> and I get that, you know there's that desperate need i could imagine i would have if i had a baby to be wanting to see it you know frequently um and you've got to remind yourselves okay this is for the best and then you get to primary school and like you said it kind of goes in with the rest of the orders when people are separating at this stage where the baby's Mm. quite young do you recommend that they be getting parenting plans
1: or orders or waiting until the baby's a bit older i don't think People always need orders or children's parenting plans. Mm. But you know what your ex is like, and it might be amicable at the beginning but might not be so good later on. In Mm. that case, you might want to lock everything in. Um, But a general broad agreement. Some people choose a um, mediation service and they go there for their arguments about these things. Mm -hmm. But my hope for people is that most young kids, their parents have got that sorted they're mm. both on the same page they're working through what's best for their child yes because even though the judges are informed by the research and the research is informed by interviews with and other families and stuff, yeah. that's right um it's not your child no and you're the one who knows but so i've the, been there rose so I, I remember a mother gives birth mm. to a child and it's very hard to, to believe that you have to let that child go mm. with someone you're not fond of anymore, mm. Mm. <laughs> um, particularly if you've got doubts about their parenting, it's it's like heart-wrenching. Yes. And it's so counterintuitive and goes against every maternal instinct mm. in your body. So counselling would be good? Yes, that would be a good idea. To be the parent,
0: you. Yep. you know, whether you're, you know, same-sex mm. couples or male, female or whatever, mm. Um Definitely get some counselling to help you go through those processes mm. of dealing and, and with it.
1: try to think of it as a bit of a break. Mm. Don't feel guilty about that. Mm. Well, that's no, true. It's the other you get more sleep. <laughs> yes, at least catch up on yeah. some zeds. <laughs> Read some of the research online if, mm. and you can reassure yourself that although this is hard for you, you are doing the right thing. Your yeah. child
0: and those little e's that I've met who have been doing this backwards mm. and forwards in you know both yeah. households since quite little, yeah. It is second nature to them yes. and it's normal. It is. I yes. mean, as much as I would find it annoying, I think, you know, that's their normal. So don't think you're ruining their lives yes. forever. But And there's um, not been a single study that says the kids don't flourish. This is true. Yeah. So when it comes to amicable, like you said, maybe just go with the flow. If you're both mm. genuinely caring about the well-being of the child and co-parenting well, I guess you don't really need to, but I would still suggest writing down a plan. A little dot point Just saying, we, we plan that we're going to do this for the first yes. couple of years and then we plan, especially if you're the one who is the one that's not going to see the baby that often, even if you were then amicable, you might want, that you in might want it in writing yes. saying that you will have more time later. Yes, and because that's where this Because isn't there an argument is. where people say, well, I've had the children for this long It'd yes. be a, it'd be a shock for them to now go
1: to yeah. you. You need to be getting your time with the kids early. Yes, and 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 it would be great if that's your situation. Uh, it's a great idea then to Just get it, it all written down. down as a parenting plan so mm-hmm. everyone's clear on when the stepping-up times will happen. Yes. Um, because then you can't be said to have agreed to only see them every second weekend forever. Yes. No. And then if, if you...
0: maybe the one that has the child all the time gets cold feet That's and right. changes their mind and says, "Nah, I'm not giving the baby mm. back, then you might have trouble in court yes. getting the baby back. That's right. but if so you've got, got it got a, written down, so it's even a if you're amicable, yeah. write it down as a parenting plan. Write your pl- nothing it, fancy. No, just have to write. we think well, we're going to do this, and then yeah. around this year we're going to do this. We want her to go to this school. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. So that's amicable, avoidant. I mean, leaving someone when you're pregnant or have a baby would be hard enough as it is. Um, before you're like worrying about this sort of stuff, but. Um, and my heart goes out to anybody who is yeah. in that space. Oh. But it, how do you deal with an avoidant, I guess, write what
1: you recommend and give it to them yeah, our to agree? Little, little tricks we've done. You yeah. know. I've been thinking about what we're going to do about little you know um jasmine yeah um and this these are my thoughts let me know if you don't agree with any of these yes keep that email and then you've kind of no answer yes or usually an avoidant might go oh that's fine or whatever when you're having this if you're pregnant and separated Mm. um, there's this feeling that people should let the father into the room absolutely not I wouldn't want it's my ex no, while I'm giving no, birth. I've had some insistent. That's insisted. my body. Yeah. And there is absolutely no benefit to the child. For the for, baby, for the, father, for the father to be to there. To see the birth. Oh, God, that would be terrible. Yes, but people do. They get bullied into it. No. Um, the, the hospitals aren't keen. And, and um, you know, particularly, and we're talking about the high conflict person. Yeah, no way. Or uh, what about a uh, manipulative and controlling person?
0: Uh, okay, so if you're pregnant... Don't let, no, you don't don't let them to. in. They can go to heck.
1: Yeah, it's your body. <laughs> Tell, I'm if sure they want a judge in, would never rule that yeah, someone had to Let be them there. go to court. No, yes. a judge won't. No, because there was a case um, probably ooh, early 90s where a father took a mother to court because she was going to get an abortion. Oh. hmm and the judge said, "We don't have any jurisdiction okay. until the child is actually born." There you go. So there's no nothing they can do to you. Okay. And and Phew. it's your body, and and you've got enough to deal with. Anyone is given birth. Oh, the last enough, thing you want to think about is your ex being in the room. It's bad enough having someone you love there. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, mum. I'll cut it out. It's fine. Sorry, I thought I had it on silent. <coughs> yeah, you've had those cases <laughs> and I go, fuck off. That's ridiculous. It is.
0: Okay, so so that's amicable, avoided. Then we've got high conflict. So if you're pregnant and they want to come into the birth state, mm-hmm. bug, buggy you mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, high conflict with moving forwards with your parenting plan Mm. Good idea.
1: Well, if you can't get them to agree to a long term plan, mm. just do a little one. Mm. Okay. Let's say, look, all right, we're not agreeing, but between now and when he's three, mm. this is what I want to happen. Um, and that's all that's going to happen. If the high conflict person won't accept that, you may have to go to court. Try mediation mm. um, and then you may have to go to court. So
0: there have been people who have sent messages in, right? And they have the child all of the time, Mm. and the other party one day says, I want the child to see the child on Christmas Day or whatever, Um, and there is no parenting plan, there is no court orders, Mm. Are they able to then keep the child? Because that's what one of the listeners were worried about. That yes. if she did pass the child over, mm. who was quite young, she was worried
1: that then they would keep yes. the child and not give him back. And that would certainly not be in the best interests of the child to suddenly see a parent like that. So you'd be looking at making some arrangement that's safe for the little one, mm. uh, probably with you in the vicinity mm. um, and somewhere where they can't do a snatch and run.
0: Or could you do an agreement that says I will give you the ba- baby if you, you can make try sure that you give it back. And,
1: it depends on the person well it's not going to look very good is, is it no if but, you snatch it well no um and but if if they did snatch the child mm. uh, you go to court they've got an urgent court list now for that sort of thing mm-hmm. the court will order a recovery okay. of that child even if you've never had orders before yes they'll just look at what was the initial arrangement where return the child back to what it was mm-hmm. and then set it down for hearing and say to this other person If you want to have a relationship with your child, that's great, but let's make sure it's in the best interest of the child. Let's do it in a safe way Mm -hmm. so that it is a a good experience for the child. Okay. Uh, They will not say... To the, the usually the father, ha! You haven't seen him for seven years. Nick off because yep. the the studies show that children should be loved and cared for by both parents. Yes, That's the yes, ass, yep. and they just to the extent that they can. Okay. Sometimes people who do that at long, staying away and then demanding their mm. rights mm. Uh, are manipulative and controlling people mm. and just trying to hurt the mother, so the court would be looking at their motivation.
0: Okay. Mm. And manipulative and controlling in regards to young child custody, mm. I guess, what if there's no domestic violence, but they're just really controlling. There's well, not Well that much. is D V, isn't it? That's
1: yeah, I family know, violence. I know, but the court won't oh, pay It me depends. Heed. So they'll have a look at the quality of the parents. Put them in go through a family Um, therapy process family report process Mm -hmm. see how the child responds to each um, those family report writers can identify Mm -hmm. people who aren't going to be doing this for the right reasons for Mm -hmm. the good of the child Mm -hmm. and so you have to have faith in the process then
0: okay yeah all right so if you have a child under three or Mm. you're pregnant um you know these basic custody rules do are a little bit different for you Mm. have has there been anything in the court like
1: the judges just look at family reports Yes, well, see, uh, I have to correct you, rules is hard. There's hardly any rules. Yes. In this. It's sort of the general th- way the judges make their decisions. Um, yes, well, do you know, the judges were able to in the old days talk to the older kids, be, so kids at 13 and 14, mm. um, 12, they could talk to them and find out what was going on. Mm. Uh, that went out of favour. It's beginning to come back a really? little bit. Yes, it's weird. Oh, um, okay. So different judges have different practices, but... Mm. Um, also if they have identified children who are at risk with high conflict parents for instance there's a special list for those kids and the judge um, can get information straight from family services straight from the police and so forth and just Mm -hmm. work protectively for those children the court is doing its its best it's very hard like even I think we were going to do a thirty minute podcast on children under three mm. and we've just gone on and on. And on. I, know, I know. It's so hard. Um, yeah. and I think the core, our system is one of the best in the world. And um, yet there's but, no real black and white And yet no. There's and nothing. that's because there's no black and white in relationships or children.
0: And I guess that's why there's so much myth and and, you know, just drama because mm. I guess you can't have black and white rules because every situation is different. Well,
1: let me put this to you, she says, sounding mm. like a barrister again. Ooh. May I put it to your materiality? Yes. Uh, if you've got more than one kid, our listeners, more than one child, you will know that what works for one child mm. doesn't work for another child. That's true. And unfortunately, with the orders, the court tends to lump the kids together to do the thing. What we really should do if we were doing this brilliantly, mm. we would say that Lisa goes to her dad, and we do it a bit if a child's under three. They Mm. don't go as often as the older two, for instance. Mm. Um, But, you know, I've seen it. I've seen kids who skip off uh, to their other family home with nothing but the clothes on their back and they're quite happy to do it and then skip back, and that's a triumph of the parents if Mm -hmm. those changeovers can be pain-free. But in the same circumstances, another child who might be more sort of nesty, Mm. you know, Mm. It's a trauma for them to be away from the main, to leave their room <laughs> and they lug everything with them mm. back and forth because mm. otherwise they don't feel. that's true. Safe. So the court's doing a pretty good job as best they can. Mm. Okay.
0: okay, so what would you say is your best advice to someone who is, let's do it for both people? people okay. who are losing their mind because they, Feel Um, like they're not singing their kids enough.
1: Yep. What advice do you have for them? If it's children under three. General advice. General advice um, is that just try to think about the best interests of your kid. The the, the research is pretty clear and it's been this way for several years. I think that study I just looked up uh, was only a few years ago, so it's been consistent. Mm. Um, So it's just like, I don't know, forcing a child to brush their teeth or, you know, making them go to school. It's, it's one of the things that you can do for your child to give them their best chance of growing up and having good relationships even and a happy it seems lives, even though it's ripping unfair. your heart out. Yes. yes. Um, and what do you say to those who... Have to surrender their child. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, try to see the bright side of it. Um, you're giving your child the gift of having the other parent in their lives. Mm. Um, your child won't develop properly... Uh, that the research says if mm. they're deprived of that so again just like you think carefully about what you feed them and what to expose them to this is also part of good parenting for a child under three to help them to have a, a, a the, to develop into the best person they can be mm.
0: And I guess, really importantly, from a you know self care side yes. of things,
1: um, use the <laughs>
0: Look after yourself because if mm. you're stressing out and totally distraught every time they go, then when you come when they come back, you're not your best not self.
1: Best. Do you know if you've got the children on your own or even one child on your own under three? Yeah, um, you're it. So your difference between when you're in a relationship and when you're on your own is that when. Uh, you, someone else helps with getting tea someone else can hold the baby while mm. you have a shower well it's very intense when you are the oh, only parent yeah. so see that as your opportunity to dye your hair or get whatever it is you to get a break um, and let the the other parent take some of the heavy lifting you can't do it all yourself you yeah. can't um and and that helps you be the best parent you can be as well so it's yeah. just kind of look at the bright side i have to say uh when you it's a little uh, I, I didn't set foot in the house when you were away. Mm. I'd make sure I went camping or somewhere mm. because the house just felt weird. Well, plan something that to, to look forward to. Something to look forward to. So, yeah, once for I started planning time, it, oh, yeah. well, for the few times, it's, mm. it's a weird thing, mm. and then you settle into it and I you I use go it there. to clean the heck out of their
0: Bed- bedrooms <laughs> and find <laughs> all the little disgusting
1: leftover food and oh gosh, it's deep I'm, clean. I've, it's I'm a deep Sorry to session. confess this, but I did watch a cleaning video on YouTube. I love them. <laughs> I don't do any cleaning. I just love to watch. <laughs> and this lady, well, she was cleaning out her daughter's bedroom, and she said, "My daughter's at her father's this week, so." <laughs> <laughs> Doing That's a deep dive into the toys, she said. And the first thing to do is get a black garbage bag, and I do that so that if they come back they and I haven't got rid of it, they can't <laughs> see what's in there.
0: <laughs> now there was one other thing importantly, mm. like court timelines. I know the court changes have been made to make it mm. quicker and they're getting and easier, but it can still take half a year, a year before oh, yes. a trial. So if so, if someone's not seeing their child
1: or their baby mm. um you know it, get cracking get cracking your application get it into the court and then the court will direct you towards services like mediation and so forth yeah and and i'm i'm very heartened by the the way the court seems to be mm. getting on top of stuff now Good. and i had a, a judge just before christmas say that it's working
0: okay mm. well we'll see that when we see it yeah but uh, but i th- i think it's important for those people to know that you know if you feel like you're not seeing your child or if it's not fair go in there and start the process yep. it doesn't mean you're going to go to a trial see a lawyer the first thing you you'll do is go, and see go to a mediation, mediation. Yep. and that's not a trial that's not something scary nope. but it's something that at least gets the ball rolling because mm-hmm. even though mum's saying the timelines are getting better it's still a long <laughs> bloody time if they say if you're you're not your tri- child. your trial or your yeah. court appearance is in four months, which for a lawyer yeah, seems like a great no, amount of time. But it's 120
1: nights. 120
0: but that's four days. months not seeing your child. So yes. just
1: make sure you you keep on top of it and, and bite the bullet and and get it done. I'll know that it's, the timelines are good when my clients stop bursting into tears when they see the date. Yeah. So yeah. Yes okay
0: so if the attorney general or any uh, policymakers
1: are listening to this, this podcast general advice only it's
0: general advice only my name is not laura furiosi and Ian. mine's not Lynette Galvin. <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for listening i know oh. i'm sorry to make light of that topic no, but it is but a, we need to break it. heart-wrenching topic i'm going to have chocolate and yes. a cup of tea and we send our love to you send any questions that you have um, and we're more than happy to answer them we are make sure if you are interested to sign up to our webinar you just click on the link even if we can't remember the Day yes it's end of january <laughs> so but we do frequent webinars where you can see us face to face well online and mum can answer your questions at the end we do about a half hour yeah q a at the end and it's a great opportunity for you to find out a little bit more information and just become more empowered
1: yeah and educated and it's nice to see the people we're talking well we don't yes. see their faces but we get to have we a, sit a chat here with here them and record and and we imagine yeah, all of the people, but it's nice to know there's someone out there. I know. I actually <laughs> said to Mama, I I don't know how
0: she's dealt with this her whole life as a career because mm-hmm. I, uh, over Christmas I I tried to have. The, the three weeks off and and we'd get messages and i would just feel so horrible for these people mm. what they're going through and i just think oh so but we would love to actually meet you yes so come along to the webinar it's free yeah. just make sure you serve a, reserve yourself a seat because there's only 50 seats it's on or eventbrite less isn't it? it's on eventbrite it's on our um information click yep. in our bio it's literally everywhere that's great okay, okay. Bye. What's the topic going to be of that webinar? It's doing your divorce yourself, DIY oh, divorce. Good. Okay. Mum does know it. She's just being silly. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recorded recording. recording.